Spring is almost here and so is the all-electric Hyundai Ionic 6. With a sleek aerodynamic design and loads of innovative tech, the Ionic 6 makes going electric hard to resist. Hyundai, it's your journey. Extremely limited availability. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Cesarino back here to talk with our chief international survivor correspondent about week number seven of Australian Survivor on our weekly check-in. And uh, Shannon, it was a it was a quick week. Just two yeah. shows. Only one person went home. Just two hours of Survivor. That's so little. I, know, I mean, what I know. are we going to do with and, our yeah, time? The second episode was only 50 minutes also. Of course, uh, Shannon already has a, a great great recap up with uh, your friend and mine, Owen Knight, who um, I was listening to it this morning. Again, Owen is such a great podcasting voice also. My brother just texted me that. Yeah. He's like, he has such a soothing voice. I agree. I felt relaxed doing it. Yes. Yes. He's ready to like head on over to NPR right after he gets done with podcasting. So he uh, was uh, very fun to hear from as uh, we are closing in, Shannon, on uh, the last couple of weeks, the end game of Australian Survivor uh, down to the final six again. Yeah, the re six. We'll do. We'll do six again. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, the, that? Do you think there's another non-elim in the last four episodes? You tell me. Uh, like, uh, I don't think I've ever like gone straight through since the first season. I think I made it all the way to the end. I think at one point I did finish 2017 Survivor or got very close of Australian Survivor. But you know, well, like I'm, I'm just here for the ride. But Shannon, uh, so much to talk about here on our weekly check-in, and of course, I'm sure we'll talk some U.S. Survivor too along the way but okay shan i'm so i'm so excited to talk about because i i I watch the episodes i listen to your podcast but i don't really know a lot about like uh, what's been the reaction are people are people uh how are they feeling about not this non-elimination here and uh is this unusual i love the way that this podcast has evolved like every single thing we work out on the podcast this is au versus us now it's i fill in Rob Mm -hmm. on Australian Survivor social media segment. How do people feel? Um, Yeah, I mean, final six is pretty late. It's usually at the final seven. That's why Haley probably had that little quip about like, please not exile. Someone who's been sent, you know, or saved through these twists before. So she probably didn't want to hear it from Twitter. Let alone, it's just like, you know, at that point. That's what she was thinking, like, like, oh, not Twitter. (laughs) A hundred, but genuinely, I think it probably was a consideration. Like, I don't know that it's just, you know, coming back into a game that at that point is pretty much lost from you. But yeah, six is very late. I mean, we've had later, we've had like a juror removal, but in terms of, like coming, like coming back into the game being saved. Mm-hmm. I think six. Oh my god! Now I'm going to get dragged if I'm wrong. But I, I think six might be the latest that I can think of. Is anybody out there saying like, oh, they just wanted to save Nina? George, that- yeah. Ju- That's what everyone's saying. Save the George. Save George. Yeah. Welcome to Twitter. Rob. Why, why to save Survivor. George? George didn't get voted out. 
you speak a lot of sense, Rob. Why? Oh, that's real thing. This was to save George. That's what everyone's saying. Why? That's, I mean, and, it well, first, it, some, Shannon, make it make sense. Why? Why it make, save George? Yeah. So, firstly, what you're missing on the Survivor you hashtag and what you're missing in Survivor AU social media is George will respond to the haters with clapbacks, and it's funny. So oh, well, let me, that, I need so to check it out. Enjoyable. Yeah, that's something that you can yeah go in now. Like, obviously, you won't be spoiled. We've got a few more days, and also after the season, just like deep dive the George clapbacks. But he was responding to a lot of people being like. Oh, they always save George, which they never once have. He's never been voted out. Um, but yeah, yeah, about how he's they he, George was going to yeah. get votes, so they saved him, and he's like, "But I got zero votes." And they, I don't understand. I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't yeah. give you the, the logic. Rob. So, I, I, by the way, I got to the bottom of why Mike Bloom was spoiling me so much, and not not you, because the, yeah, I feel like that most of me. your thoughts about the episode is just in text, and I see the ha- and I, I just like, oh, right, so I'm just not. No. I'm not going to read. Not going to read. I'm happy like, for you. Well, sorry that that yes. happened, but I'm Mike. Already- Bloom yeah. tends to like, here is Shawnee. She was voted out tonight. Let's honor her. Like, uh, like, uh, well, okay, now I know something's happening. So uh, I can't unsee the picture, but I can just like, okay, I'm not going to focus my uh, attention, my gaze onto okay. the text. So yes. uh, it was, there's nothing, uh, nothing personal. Your, your text reactions are easier to skip than Mike's video. And I know uh, you didn't memes. mean that to sound insulting, but it kind of is fine. Yes. I got my, to my Twitter's effort. And I know that to be true. And it's all good. Yes. It's all good. Yes. It's not okay. All right. So this is interesting in terms of like what they're doing because that I, have they ever done this before on Australian survivor, this sort of like isolation? No, they've never done that. I, I think, you know, that that was a lot of, we had some of the the longest isolations through COVID. Yeah. yeah so I think yes. that they got that idea through. Yeah. Where would they possibly come up with this? But, well, yeah, Shannon, right I don't know. Has this been talked about at all? Because that they have done this before on Big Brother, on U.S. Big no. Brother. Okay. And, and famously... That I don't know if you've ever heard of Dan's funeral, but this was sort of like the setup for Dan's funeral, where that he basically got a punishment where he was getting 24 hours of like isolation in a room. And I think that this also, uh, I think, happened in Big Brother 23 as well to much less dramatic effect. But then when he came out in the spoilers for Big Brother 14, that Dan like was sort of like, catatonic and was sort of like, I've realized like my fate in the game is over. It's over for me. And basically like ended up like giving like a big speech of basically like resigning himself to like his fate in the game and how he was going to be leaving before ultimately it was all a ruse. It wasn't actually what he was going to be doing, but he made everybody very sad that he was going to be uh, going out of the game. Um, so I don't know if there's any potential for Nina or Jerry to do that, but are they going to be isolated together or are they going to be isolated separately? Oh my God. I mean, I assume together. I thought that was, the, yeah, that's the whole point, right? That they're together and like now Nina can get in Jerry's ear. I think that they want that, that, I guess they know, want because that. otherwise they're just going to, yeah. Just be but a part. I feel like, I feel like the, the, if they were going to like really do it, like I kind of feel like that you could maybe separate them, and it's like okay, well, let's feed that old codger Jerry, uh, but like uh, we'll make we'll weaken Nina. And ultimately try to uh, like make so she can't win an immunity challenge again. Well, she can't play the immunity. Oh, challenge. Oh, that's right. That's right. I guess this is so. But I even guess, for the future, I mean, you would ne- never not feed oh, someone, surely. You know, Shannon. Okay, so this is something that's uh, interesting. I think about uh, Australian survivor. I, I was talking. About, I, ha- I had some 
Survivor uh, greats uh, my house, just to n- name I drop. I saw that. Uh, yeah, uh, Christian Hubicki and uh, two doctors uh, and Jesse uh, were at my house of, you know, Survivor greats. And we were talking a little bit about uh, Survivor and the how U.S. Survivor, of all the things that they are not sensitive about, the fact that people feel like, mm, 26 days, what is this, the baby survivor? Like, well, we're not going to feed anybody. You get no food, nothing. Uh, <laughs> I said, you know, Australian Survivor, 50 days, we're seven weeks, 400 hours in. Has there been one food hunting, fishing scene, looking for crabs in the entire show? Like, I guess Shawnee had that crab. I guess so. He, I guess so. The one, yeah. They have not gotten gone in the water. We have no idea what the food situation is. Uh, we have no idea. Like we have not seen them fish at all. Nobody's missing it. Nobody has been like, but what are they <laughs> eating? I need yeah. to know. What's the food situation? But for whatever reason, U.S. survivors, like they would give them nothing. We got to like give, TV. Yeah, that's good TV. Give them no food. That um, translates to the audience. Isn't that weird? Exactly isn't, how much they eat. Isn't that weird? Like even Simon had in the, this week, I'm going to dump out the rice. I'm going to eat the papaya. No reaction. No, there was nobody. But that's just Simon though. That's but just nobody, because no one reacts to But nobody Simon even does. cared. Uh, how much rice do they have? Nobody knows. And guess what? It's not a big deal. Right? <laughs> No, I completely agree. I just love how fine up you've come to this But why is, Survi- why is you a survivor like, we're, we're going to die on this hill. They get nothing. Like, this is important. Like, anything else of of the new era, like, no, 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 no. That but the idea of that they, they will give them nothing. They have to earn every single thing. That that is, that, that is a paramount, no pun intended, part of the new era. Well, I've long said that my biggest issue with 26 days, and it does affect it strategically in different ways, but like my biggest issue from a TV product I've always said is that they like feel so sensitive about it that they have to make them earn everything. Now we don't get like fun challenges, like step down for this thing. And and aren't you having fun watching? I mean, auctions are their own thing, but Mm -hmm. the spa reward, it's not just like, were they getting pizza, you know, at the sanctuary? Like they had a jacuzzi, like it's fun. Isn't it fun to watch them win rewards? And we are not saying, oh, you're getting too much. It's like their sensitivity around it that's been an that issue. One, that one thing fun. is such a weird uh, bugaboo for uh, the U.S. Survivor production, but whatever. Uh, you know, I, I digress. It was weird that Simon had this whole thing where he was going to really become like his uh, Russell Hans or Brandon Hans uh, moment. And there was just no reaction from anybody in the camp. I don't know if they even noticed. Maybe maybe yeah. they, they did they notice the papaya was gone and they were like, eh. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I said like you, he was trying to starve them, which is a Survivor South Africa yeah. strategy that worked pretty well. But there were three people on a huge reward. I'm thinking Jamia. His name is Simon Me. That's the joke. Jamia. Mm-hmm. That's what. Yeah. Dump the rice. And mm-hmm. poor Simon, like, yeah, it really, it really didn't Simon. work out for him. Poor Simon, yeah. who's still here. Um. I guess um, I, I'm bouncing around. I'm all, I'm all over the place, Shannon. We're recording this early in the morning for me. This is like an inverse. Usually we record this late at night for me and early for Shannon. Uh, today is the opposite. So, Shannon, what about Nina and her? What, what are people saying about uh, Nina? And did she did she play herself out potentially this week? Are people down on the way that Nina handled this? So I feel like with Nina, the discussion isn't as much around her. Like I've been, you know, more down on the move, but I feel like there's nothing to really discuss because we've seen it play out in these two episodes. Like she goes with George. She's a swing vote. She chooses, she chooses to go with George. He like emboldens that group. 
And then she's so expendable to even live at that point that she gets cut. So there's like the wrong read on who are the best people for her. And it plays out. Like, I think the bigger discussion has been around definitely Liz, who promised a Shawnee revenge arc. And some people feel like it's, it's oh. working towards it. Well, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to hear it. But even like Matt and Jerry, like they're all, she, Nina was on their path, but for Nina it already didn't work out. So I feel like the conversation yeah. is around okay. the people. Let's see how it goes. Like for Nina, we know. Shana, I, I can't wait to talk about Liz because we were talking about Liz last week on the podcast. I'm like, I don't really get it. I don't know. But I have to say, I, I paid attention to like, oh, Liz is great. I love Liz. Oh, okay. Love Liz. Amazing. Amazing. That's uh, that, uh, uh, her uh, her story is great. I'm loving Liz. This, uh, this the, 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 to me, I've seen uh, like I have such an appreciation, a newfound appreciation for Liz. This whole story, this whole storyline of I'm going to work with George and and help George get to the end. Love it. Liz is the best. I never know where you're going. I wrong. love Liz. I love I'm, Liz. I'm, I'm like, I'm where is this going? Liz stand number one because she's helping George. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Uh, You know, I I didn't really like, you know, I thought that she was kind of overshadowed by Shawnee earlier on. But now that she's like uh, George's number one ally. Incredible. Loving Liz. Loving Liz. For her game. How how do you feel that is like? You know what? I got to be honest. I didn't really think about that. I didn't really didn't factor that into the equation. But uh, I'm really loving this new this new storyline for Liz. There's no way you guys are getting robbed like this on these U.S. Survivor podcasts. Rob comes in hot to the Australian. No. I want to go back to Nina. hottest U.S. take. I want to yeah. go back to Nina. Um, so for Nina, I thought that she had such an interesting opportunity. And tell me if I like I'm missing something here. So that, you know, OK, Matt is wandering. And, and I guess the question I also have is like, was was all of this fake? Was Matt actually considering jumping ship or were they just trying to sell a bill of goods to Nina to get her to like basically didn't you know did they see uh, like did Matt and Jerry see Nina as somebody who all right we got really she's the bigger threat because you know George could potentially go in a different direction and so like was it all like just a ploy to get Nina out but George says to to Liz and to Nina he's like all right you know uh here's we got to put one vote on Jerry because if that uh, that ultimately this is a tie me and Liz we're gonna uh, ultimately we're gonna vote for Simon he tells Jerry and Matt to go and to and to put their votes on Nina okay Mm -hmm. so I felt like that when 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 Simon goes and talks to Nina and you know, Simon's like, let's vote for George. Let's go for George. And George has already told her to vote for Jerry. I thought that she had an opportunity to craft a three votes on Jerry potentially. Now, again, I don't know if Matt would ever do it, but where if she says to Simon, like, hey, I'm voting for Jerry, if you can get two more votes on Jerry, then Jerry will go home. And instead of trying to, uh, and, but, and then, but ultimately like she had like a plausible deniability. She would be able to say, George, George, I did what you said. I voted for Jerry. She, I think she blew it when she revealed to all that she was going to be voting for Jerry that, but would that have worked? 
Well, I don't think Matt is ever voting for well, Jerry. That's, I mean, I, I think it's like, Matt, that's do you want do you want to win the game or what? Like uh, this. No, is I it? mean, I don't yeah. think Matt should ever vote on Jerry. Like, I don't know that Matt could beat anyone else other than Jerry I in the entire so. game left. The, the jury apparently really likes Simon. So that, this is a very game. very like, Nina focused analysis. Uh, yeah, but. I just I, I I don't know that the numbers are there for Jerry unless you're going to someone like Liz and being like, should we take the power? But Liz, as we're saying, wants to stay stay tight to George. I mean, I really feel at that point. I've been saying the whole time, take a shot at George every round. So I feel like it should be George. Like, does it come back and be like, George, I did what you said. Why are we still placating this person who should be our target? For me, that that's what it should have been, what, what Matt was trying to sell. It felt like Matt, I don't know, we, we don't know, was Schrodinger's mm-hmm. vote on, on whether he would have been on board. He was crying in the confessional. There's something there. There's something that George is reading in fear that he changes his votes for. Um, I just felt like, there was a disconnect between Matt and Nina in working together at all, let alone for Jerry, which I don't think Matt would ever do and ever should do. I think that Jerry is is essential to his long term game. But I I just think that yeah, for for, for Matt and for Poppy, Nina, the man, the myth, the legend. If any, yeah, if anything, do you know he has a nipple tattoo? Yeah, <laughs> crazy crazy stuff that Owen was pointing out in the recap. But uh, yeah, I think that we. I, if anything, I think that Matt's plans change from maybe we go for George to hearing. Nina is going for Jerry, is voting for Jerry. I think then he becomes defensive at how we got, and that's why I think he brings in Simon on a Nina vote to try and protect Jerry. That's how yeah. important I think Jerry is to him, and I, I think that's correct. What the hell was going on at Tribal Council? Why was Nina like uh, colluding with Simon at, tri- at Tribal Council? Like, was that just like, was Nina like, oh, I'm gonna like uh, keep Simon thinking that I'm with him, but I'm not? It seemed well, like that would have been helpful. I, <laughs> like Simon not voting for Nina in this in the way this vote should have gone. Like Simon votes for Nina, she would have three two one herself out of the game. It's weird because he says like they I think they're splitting on us and then they shake hands. Mm-hmm. So like, but then she doesn't go with. I mean, she has trust in this group, but yeah, she would have three two one herself out of the game because Simon has that info. So. But what were they doing? Why were they shaking hands at tribal council? Like it was I guess this- they're like it's me or you. But Nina thinks that's fake, but it was actually true. Mm-hmm. Like may the best person win, you know, it's going to be one of the two of us. I guess it's like, let's, you know, and the, and the subtext is let's vote for each other. This is going to go one of two ways. And then Nina doesn't. And then if George and Liz hadn't changed their vote, it would have been a three, two, one. And Simon would have made it through. So mm-hmm. it was unfortunate. It was, it was unfortunate that it, way, it went that way for Nina. Like it's unfortunate to be expendable to a group you've just helped. And it's really, really unfortunate to get so outplayed by Simon there just on the memes alone. Like, <laughs> but what, is it a better move for you know for George to want Nina out of the game instead of Simon? I don't think he does. But like I think like he like Simon's the main target. But then he gets scared. Yeah. Then he's only talking to Liz. He has to but, put three votes on someone. He can't get to Jerry. So they change to Nina. Like it felt like it was so in the moment. I mean, definitely Nina could at any point be sacrificed. But that for George is like, well, then Simon has to correctly read this, get a name, and vote correctly for Nina. And he probably doubts that that is possible. So, but was it a right read to change the votes to Nina at that point, where that they were going to potentially get Simon out of the game? Because Nina ultimately does write down Jerry's name. I mean, Nina ultimately does yeah. do what George and Liz wanted her to do. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that we've seen from George this whole week, he's been a little overcautious. Like he leaves Matt out of the Haley vote. There's a secret scene where Matt's like, I would have been fine with that. Like he's he's reading things that might be there. Like I do think that Matt not telling him about the 60K, there is a red flag there. Like obviously Matt is crying in confessional. There's something there. There's an energy that he's reading. He is thinking about it. And I think at that point he's protecting against these fears, but then he has everything so unlocked that it's actually totally fine. Mm-hmm. So he's almost like, yeah, being like overly, overly cautious. But I do see the the you know points of contention there and why he would be scared but yeah in in the moment like it is the wrong read like everyone does stick with him and it would be better for him to you know vote who he wants out and at that point as well it would have been so much better because nina and simon not that he knows the twist but then they're going to isolation and i kind of feel like for production that's not great because that's just like two people on the bottom there's no oh what are they going to talk about like could nina get in jerry's ear like that's i think like what's going to be could nina get in jerry's ear i mean could i mean and we saw simon trying to get into jerry's ear uh this week and it did not work uh jerry sort of like was like defiant like hey i'm my own man like uh nobody nobody tells me what to do um but if nina is able to like uh you know sort of like hey george told me to write your name down and so like what he did what uh and then where Nina and Jerry, Matt is still potentially out there. Like, is this enough to sort of like turn the tide against George potentially? I don't, I still, I kind of doubt it because it was just like one vote on Jerry and it wasn't even meant to be this way. It was meant to be a three, two, one. He shouldn't even be in isolation, let alone the fact that there wasn't meant to be isolation, let alone the fact that it was meant to be a doubles, you know, a split on Simon and Nina. He should never have been in danger. And like, she can say that George told her and I guess George could say, no, I didn't, you know, like it's still, he said, she said, which Nina has, I guess, won before in this very week. Um, So I still think that it should be okay, but I do think it's worse. And if it was Nina and Simon, then there's no ear to get into. Then she's like, Simon, you know, look what they did. I hate George. And Simon's like, me too. And that's that conversation. It's like, well, what are we going to do about it? Like nothing. I think that like with, if Matt's already thinking about it, and Jerry's there and there's potential to be swayed. Like that pair to me is really crucial, especially if they're working together. So that is a concern, but I'm still kind of backing that it should be okay. Jerry should know, like he was part of a split, like he was part of the real plan. And whether there was a vote coming for him or whatever George is doing, like if he's decided George is his best pathway, like commit, you know, if, if, if that's what it is and you want to take him out later, which is what a lot of the commentary has been about, then that, that should be, the pathway you've chosen. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think for Nina, we, yeah, we, we saw it, we saw it play out, but what do you, I mean, I truly want to know how you feel about it for Liz. I know you're thinking more about her being there as George's sidekick, but like in terms of the major debate, which is should Liz, should she try strike now? Like it's assuming Nina, and we know it was wrong for Nina, but Nina and Liz are swing votes at the Haley vote. Mm-hmm. Are swing votes at any point could like maybe try and get something going with Simon at any point. Yeah. Um, Simon and Haley then. Well, or should she like wait and take him out at like a final challenge? But then are Matt and Jerry even doing that? Like, what mm-hmm. is the group she's going with to enact that yeah. with a, a real powerful? I mean, I don't think it's that complicated for Liz. Like, I think that the, she definitely has like a Natalie White like uh, path to like a victory here, especially like sitting Next at the George? end. Uh, sitting at the end with George. Uh, I mean, I really? feel like that she's a pretty fairly popular person among the jury and either you know there's basically like two different ways of like winning the final immunity challenge and basically like taking him out then right before he gets to the end and i also think that there is like a possibility you know that there could be a very bitter jury factor and i think that she probably has way more friends on the jury shawnee could be doing a lot of work in her favor and uh, i definitely think that she has a 
I don't think that George has an automatic win if he gets to the end. You know, we've definitely seen. I do. Uh, it's look, it's I don't know. I wouldn't say automatic. I would think that he has a very likely win. He'd have my vote, Shannon. Okay. I can see Make that. no mistake. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like the, the story we've gotten from him is that like he's someone who would lose at the end, even though he is someone who did lose at the end. I kind of feel like what we've heard is like he's really improved his game. The social game's so much better. Like his game is so much better than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could possibly ignore that now. Like she has Shawnee, but like George has Haley, and I think Haley would you know campaign also really well for George. How many jurors I, I, are we looking at? We don't know if it's a final two or a final three, but what, which is in itself really what is it, nine nine person jury nine with two and eight mm-hmm. with three. Yeah, so you know, I I, th- I think it's hot. I also think for Liz, my main thing is so like if it's a final three, and so like at this point, so she gets rid of Nina here, and it should have gone down to five. Then you're assuming Simon has to go next. He was meant to go here. Like if he's uh, like vulnerable, you're certainly not attempting to keep him, and Liz never is. So at that point, she's chosen a final four with George and his two closest allies. So if it's a final three and she doesn't win the challenge. Do Matt and Jerry turn on George? I mean, maybe now because of the twist, but I don't know that that could have been seen as an intention. They've been very, very loyal yeah. to him. And then if it's but, a final two, like you're really having to win a couple of immunities at that point, I think, because like, that, that's a clear, like Matt and Jerry are, if anything, a really tight pair. So it's hard to, to see how she's planning. for. But I could squint those. and, you know, figure out like five uh, jury votes for Liz, as potentially- Who? Over well, George? Okay, well, all right, you st- start with Shawnee. Okay. Yeah, okay, she's got Shawnee. All right, and now if jo- if George burns Matt and Jerry on the way out to go to the end with some other with with some other combination potentially, uh, if he ends up going with like uh, like uh, Liz and Nina, uh, well, it seems less likely that that would happen. Uh, you know, he did just go like, Nina out. Yeah, he did. But <laughs> I, I mean, is he so? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? I guess uh, then is is what's George's plan to go to the end back with Matt and Jerry? I do kind of feel like he made that bet here, like mm-hmm. when he Nina out. Okay. And I also feel that. Um, by by like really putting Nina at risk, he was yeah. he was choosing that. Group. But I think that you probably have to look at this like okay, then what? Is, then if that's the case, what is Liz's path to get to the end? Probably an immunity run, uh, where then you know okay, well now Liz yeah. is at okay. the end. She's won the last. She's won the last like three immunity challenges. She's beat out George. You know she is the you know um, resistance to George. She gets to the end and it's like yeah, George played this game a certain, but like. Uh, you know, I think that people she gets like some rah rah from the jury. Like, I think it's a, there's an outside shot at it. I don't think it's likely, but you know, I think you're just relying on a lot. I mean, you're relying as an Olympian on a lot of physical wins, which is fair, but it's a tough field. Like at this point, she I mean, she's sending Nina out. Obviously, Simon mm-hmm. has been tough, Matt as well. Um, and then I think that you are you're relying on a jury where maybe she's reading it better than I am. And certainly, yeah. you know, she's out there. So, I mean, that's, and that stuff can be really hard to translate. That's just not at all the vibe that I'm getting from George's game. Like I'm just hearing him as being like the, you know, like the respect that you. Is there a move you think Liz should have been making? Yeah. What's the move? I think she should take out George. I think she should do what, what she do? promised us when Shawnee got voted out at, at the final seven. Listen, I mean, that's promises, promises. She's doing fine, Shannon. Leave her alone. George goes his neck, Shannon. She's Stop doing it. great. Do not. You know, put it, don't put it out great. There. Leave her alone. There. What is I your think, problem with her? I don't know. I mean, I've, I've honestly gone back and forth. Stop it. 
This is you at eight thirty in the morning. She's doing fine. God, I justice for Liz. Stop it, people! You go, you go into Rob's mentions, they know. and not okay. with the wall of text. Rob doesn't want to read two hundred and eighty characters. You do a meme being mean to him. That's what it is. Otherwise, it's not really not going to cut across. <laughs> are, you, are you telling people to bully me? Oh my god! Yes, yes. Who are 100%. you, Shannon? You're bullying me. Okay, I'm, I'm defending Liz. Well, and her choices. I've gone back and forth on Liz, Liz's decisions to not take out George mm-hmm. and Matt and Jerry in that as well. Cause I think, I think it's best for Matt and Jerry. Like I really see at least a final two pathway. Um, and like, I think that George has chosen them. So it's like an even more stable pathway. And for Liz, you know, it's like the, you know, for anyone, Nina was like, let me attach myself to this gravy train. And then George was like, you're out. Like, that's my fear <laughs> is that he has all the power. Like if he has power, you don't have power. That's always been my fear. I have been thinking last night when I couldn't sleep, I thought, because I'm talking tribal, I was like, I kind of, I see both ways. Then I felt like I was more anti it for the recap. And I still probably am there. But the one thing I do think is that if you take out George now, it's a strong move. I think you still have threats in front of you. I think you have a more open game and you have to maintain it. But that is hard for inexperienced players. Yeah. Like you would have to, you'd have to actually play really, really well. I'm not saying that like Matt and Jerry and Liz can't, but I'm saying that I also understand, I guess, being a newbie to come in for this like returnee who's like, you know, and, and Liz had it for Shawnee and she's has it now with George and they, Matt and Jerry have suddenly had it with George, like to, to take that out and then be like, it's not just a straight shot now. Now you've got, you've got to maintain it. You've got to take out the other threats and like, you know, go through this pathway for a win. I think it's very much there, but I think it does necessitate, you know, playing well and, and hopefully that's what would happen. But it just maybe based yeah. on the inexperience, I also am now more like, I, I see parts of it, but I would still take the shot. You know, George that. is there. He to, has so much power. To me at six, like I feel like maybe like the easier way to look at it is to just, if you can just take out like a critical number for him. That's why I was feeling like for Nina, if you can take out Jerry here at this spot that that I think that that would be a huge move uh, for her because then you can basically do whatever you want. If you wanted to say like, okay, hey, like, uh, okay, if Jerry's gone, like Matt doesn't really have a say like, hey, Simon, should we take out George tonight? Like, I think that you have so many options to be able to really do whatever you want. And that that would be assuming that Liz was with her and she what Liz is, you know, uh, with, you know, her working, working with George uh, to the to the final too and i mean i can't blame her but you know i i to me i just thought like ooh, this is so interesting of the the possibility to just to take out one person like who cares about simon he's not a big deal but if you could take out matt or jerry uh somehow and matt ultimately was immune um that that was like a, a very enticing idea to if even if to not take out George to just take out one number from his other option you could kind of cut his knees out from under him the yeah, option is an interesting word because I think that once you cut into that group I'm saying with George you're saying like at least against that power structure does free things up you would think so that there are more options and maybe you don't want more options maybe you're like this is a stable yeah. path to the end for me and that's not true for Nina I, but maybe that's the whole point is that you don't want to break things up so now we're playing in chaos because who knows yeah. what happens and Honestly, you could take out George in that in that spot potentially, and you have no guarantee that Simon isn't going to go work with Jerry and uh, Matt after this. Yeah, you, that's what I'm saying is that you would have to maintain. You'd, you'd have to keep making good moves. But if anything, firstly, Simon is like who who's worried about Simon? Simon is a threat. He's a massive physical threat, and the jury are loving him. They love the him. The jury, are, they do. So 
he is a throw. We actually got a comment about that. I'm trying to think of the word that they used. I'm going to look it up when you talk next. But I, I about still... the person who makes it through, like the the, the the joke person that you don't think that they're going to make it and then they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that, uh, you, you know, uh, Shannon, uh, we had something like this uh, one time in our country uh, that there was like somebody that people are like, hey, he can't win the thing. It's so funny. Uh, and then uh, he won the thing. And well, that, uh, that, it, yeah. 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 And yeah. It, so that happens sometimes. Uh, so, I do. Th- I I still see Simon as a viable winner of the season. Oh, 100 percent. And it's also the fact that, like, if he's there winning challenges, like a lot of these people, it seems like are relying on challenge wins. I mean, like they already said, like Matt and Jerry in the pre-merge, you know, if it's, it's going to be the two of us, you have to win that challenge and take out George. You're saying that Liz would be depending on something like that. And I would agree with that. So it just as a physical threat. I, I always think like even physical threats like Xander as an example, it's like, oh, you can keep him in because he's not going to win at the end. And, and that's clearly Simon has a lot more there than we would have thought, but it's not even mm. about that for me. It's usually like how much is the end game yeah. being blocked out by someone winning and having power. Um, and that's what Simon has well, as well. I'm really going to find this post. Yeah. And, and Shannon, one of the things that I've talked about a lot with, uh, Ma, with the U S survivor in the new era. And that I've, I've also like looped like big brother into this, where I feel like that one of the most key traits that I have like uh, found as a common denominator between all the winners of these shows, the people that it's not even necessarily their resume. It's not even necessarily the moves that they've made, but the people who have had the most accurate reads of how the jury perceived their game and then being able to feed it back to them, like sort of like this feedback loop of to be able to say like, okay, like I did, I did this like, and this is how you, and this is how you saw me and not try to like overstate and like, uh, like the jury's like, mm, that's not what happened. Okay. We, if you give back to the jury what they saw and, but spin it in a positive way of how the jury saw you, the juries respond very well to that. And I do think that Simon has that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, we can see that a lot. And I think that we see that dichotomy here. Like the fact that Simon's like, this is going so poorly and it would be crazy not to know that. But like, at least he's on the same page as everyone else versus he's telling people you're a pawn. And like, I even think the fact that Matt will cry about that speaks to a better jury chance because let him be like, I'm aware of these issues and let, let him speak specifically kind of around them versus like if Jerry's going to come in and be like, I'm not a pawn. Like, I think the jury will disagree. So you have to be able to listen to like how, how the jury might perceive you. But yeah, the comment we got from Jeff Probst in the patron group was a concept, the slider, a play, player that manages to hang around in the game and slide through to the end because they always vote wrong. Like Romeo, because they're a character, Gabriel, Marianne, maybe Carolyn, um, mm-hmm. who's overlooked because they're really good at taking up a spot at the end, but they're not always good. But, and then they can, win i feel like yeah i I feel like the romeo thing is different i've spoken about this with harry heels where he's like there are people that you can isolate strategically so that they become non-factors and then like they become goats in and of themselves and i feel like romeo was obviously that and that's different to someone who has the capacity to win but yeah i mean simon probably speaks to a bit of that like you know aussie batless spirit i think that's what the jury someone like sam webb's like he's having a crack you know (laughs) that's like the that's the title and that would be that would be what Simon would have to come and say. It's like, at least I tried. And we've said it, you know, in, in terms of it relating to Sandra. It's like, I told you all, and at least I was trying, and mm-hmm. no one else was, you know, and, and the jury would probably be frustrated by how much George was running things. But so. he's been so interesting also because he's also won challenges, and I don't feel like that we've ever seen this person, at least I haven't, in my uh, survivor watching career of the person. I guess, like, I, I and really the, maybe the closest to this would have been, like, Owen uh, in Survivor 44, where that in addition to... 
sort of just being somebody who is like so constantly I, and maybe Spencer uh, also like being on the wrong side of the, vo the vote, but also has like won a lot uh, and has managed to somehow like slide through and has been wrong so many times, but has sort of like embraced that uh, like, uh, well, like I I'm terrible at this. Can you believe, can you believe I'm still here? Uh, and for him to get to the end, I just think would be such an interesting uh, uh, option for the jury, especially if hypothetically uh, George is not sitting there. Yeah, and phenomenal challenge wins as well. And mm -hmm. I think the audience is coming around in a similar way to how the jury might. Like at first, it seems a little ridiculous, and then the audience is like, "I love Simon." I love him. Um, and I, yeah, and I think there's. I mean, I've always loved Simon, but I think there's something there. What did you think about them allowing to, you know, allowing them to team up in the challenge? Is oh, I thought that was really interesting. Like? Now, it has that been allowed before? I know uh, certainly in U.S. Survivor, uh, we have famously like, you know, Albert, drop your stack. Uh, and that was forbidden. And that was against the rules. But then they allow the Adam to help Ken. Did, but, but, yeah, not, but not in, but he, he was helping. He, he was like a, you know, you had to do it. I think it was um, a ball was rolling. And you had to do a puzzle. And Adam was telling Ken like when to... um go back for the ball. So it was I verbal. Think that ver I think verbally yeah. is a, di is a different thing, but uh, we've never seen in us survivor, somebody abandon their challenge to go. And I, I do not think that that would be allowed. Has there been a precedent for that on Australian survivor, Shannon? Well, I think that this is why um, it's been maybe such a talking point. I mean, I think it will anyway, and especially because we're such a challenge focused kind of viewing audience. And so much of it is about the challenges. And this is such a strategic thing. And so much of the challenges has been let's abandon the physical and be super strategic. Let's all throw challenges. So much of the season has been just highly strategic in the challenges. But in terms of what they've allowed on Australian Survivor. So last season, um, like Chrissy helped Josh, but it was again helping in a puzzle. She was looking and, and telling what pieces. And then the season before that, George went and helped Way. It was like a beautiful moment, but it wasn't ever going to like affect the result because the whole point was Wade couldn't get past like this first thing. And it was really sad. And he went and he like abandoned his station to help her. So it was more like a beautiful personal moment. Um, and it was they definitely would do that like that's how it was survivor. highlighted. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that would be fine. Like at, at that point where like Heather can't throw it, like can someone come and throw it with like, can you, where we all hold Ceri's hands across the balance mm -hmm. beam? It was kind of more like that. But this wow, obviously would have no really affected yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. And I, I think that um, it's because it really could have affected the result that I think people are really having a reaction. But do, like, do, do you like it? I know like they, is that something you endorse? I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. Get I him, mean, everyone. Get him. Get him. <laughs> Um, people were mad when I said it. So I don't okay. know if people no. were mad at you. <laughs> I feel like you're, you want to see me suffer. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the... It it was great because Simon still won the challenge. Like that was, uh, I mean, other people, yeah, other folks could have like also like piled on. Haley didn't leave her station. Like Haley is like, hey, I'm gonna maybe like, I mean, this opens the door for me. I'm gonna stay in here. So. Um, I, I didn't have an issue with it um, in terms of like, I don't know how many challenges you could ultimately do that with, you know, if it was a puzzle, yeah. like I, I mean, maybe that might feel weird if like, okay, five people are helping Simon, you know, with do his puzzle. That but would we've be seen that in verbally, mm -hmm. like they aren't putting in the pieces. Yeah. So, but like, is, is it that different verbally help? Like it's obviously very like different materially, but in terms of actual help, like, you know, having someone tell you how to do a puzzle is really helpful. And yeah, having two people get the buckets of water was also really helpful. Like, I don't think it's so much more overpowered than the verbal help we've seen before. Mm -hmm. So you said you you agree with me and people got mad at you and you want to see people also get mad at me for agreeing with you. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't. Just twisted. I, <laughs> Usually, I like to stuff yeah. it together. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, well, what yeah that's what they say. Australian survivors stuff it together. Yeah, that's how you, it's been through many of the um, seasons. Do you feel like that they should put in some sort of like a stipulation or a rule? No, I love it. I yeah. love every part of it. It's so strategic and it's such a move. Like this is, and I've been talking about it all week, but I feel like it's such a public move. It says something. It said something like last season when, when Chrissy helped Josh, it was like this public thing and people got mad because it is, it, it's a real, it's a big choice to make. Clearly people had a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. If you want to make that big public choice and you think it's worth it. You want to give up your shot at immunity to help someone else. Like if you want to take those risks, like let's see how it plays out because it, I, th- I think it just gives freedom to the players and it, that allows for dynamic gameplay. And I, I don't see it as stifling. Yeah. It, might, it might seem like it's stifling because a majority could just use it to suffocate a minority that they can't, um, mm-hmm. you know, win any of the challenges. But then what, what about the first time the majority turn on each other and that idiot's out the door because they gave up their chance at immunity to yeah. help someone who just voted them out. I mean, it like, is a little bit of like a organic, like sort of like coconut chop where you sort of like are revealing like the pecking order of like, challenge. who are the people that like, Hey, all right. You know, um, all right, Matt, we need you to like, well, like, uh, you know, help out and make sure that Simon doesn't win. And, and Matt's like, well, I, I kind of need my shot at immunity. Uh, it's like, what? Well, you're not a team player. So yeah, I do think that it does potentially open up the door for there to be, uh, some drama and maybe there's some challenges you may say like, Hey, uh, like you are like ahead of time, you cannot help each other with doing it if for whatever reason. Um, like, um, in the endurance challenge, it's yeah, not yeah, like, but that, uh, that's, always, that's clearly different. Like if you drop out of an endurance challenge, you're out. So then you're not a player in the challenge, but while you're an active player in a challenge to get to a goal, make this fire, make this puzzle. Like, I, I don't see how that, I feel like that's it. Cause I think what I enjoy and what we, what we always say we want and is to give the players decisions and not to stifle decision-making. So yeah, when someone has to put their hand in a bag, it's something we criticize. We'd rather they choose to do it because then we can complain when it goes wrong, you know, then we can say that's on the player, not production. And I think when you give them freedom, it gives options like, oh, you can make this choice at any time. And if the challenge is, is right and that makes sense. And then if you do it, now you've made a decision. Now we can talk about that decision, you know, and then it might go poorly or it might go well. Mm-hmm. Either way, that's dynamic strategically for me. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What are the other big talking points from this week, Shannon? So hard to think about on <laughs> the moment we've talked, we spoke. I think those those were like of the major debates. What know, about Haley and her going out of the game? I feel like we've barely spoken about yeah. uh, Haley going out of the game. Well, we've got the box set coming, right? In the off season, we're going to watch Haley yeah. play for a long, long time. Um, maybe. Um, yeah, I think I think with Haley, it's it's it was it was a tough one. Um, because it, it kind of felt, and I, I know you probably saw Mike's tweet. I think Mike tweeted something about how it was like, I don't know. Try how not to it, see Mike's feed. Yeah. Well, it was, it was kind of just like this, like a assassination. I don't know if that's the word he used, but that's for me. Like the second that it came back and Nina was so out on Haley, yeah. like from that, like nighttime scene, I was like, Oh, I don't love the way that this is going. Haley. And, and, and as I said last week, I never felt good about it for her. I always felt worried about, um, Nina there for her. 
So I kind of felt like I just watched for an hour and 10 minutes and it was just like this inevitable thing happening in slow motion to a person I consider a friend, um, which was upsetting. But for Haley, it's hard, you know, com- coming in as the only winner. And and so often, you know, we see it go badly for winners in general. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was just a very tough situation. Like I, there's so many people, you included Rob um, and people who've been watching who I just don't think, I think you, you really need to have seen her first game to have a sense of, how it got to this point of her having not just the reputation of a winner, but like such a big game player and how she would be impacted by being as constricted as she was here. So I think that you like, that's the context you need the most. Cause like for George, you get it right. Like George was like this before and he's like this, but even better now But with Haley, I really feel like you'll need that context, but for going from this to brains versus brawn, it's going to be like a remarkable evolution yeah. as well. So well, she seems so hamstrung the whole season of that. It's like, I think she was really conflicted about how, where, you know, for George, like, I think that his thinking was my target is so big uh, that I need to much like uh, Dr. Will, another big brother legend uh, once said that I need to make the target so gigantic. You can't see it. It was going to be like, basically like uh, I'm so, so big that it just completely eclipsed everything and you can't even see the sun. That's how big I'm going to make my target. And it has actually worked for him. I think that for Haley, she just seems so mindful of, okay, I have a big target on my back. How do I keep the target on me small so that people aren't coming for me, but it was going to be, it was sort of like an impossible task for her to do. Uh, and so I do wonder, and she was not in the same situation. And you and Owen were talking about this, of this like the tribe that she started on uh, was, uh, you know, it was, that was never going to be able uh, to happen. Whereas George had more room to breathe as being like one of the villains and sort of like embracing that for Haley. It was just so hard to uh, come in as a hero on that tribe in particular and being able to play the kind of game that uh, she, so she did as, as good as she got. Like I really, you know, give her just the utmost credit for what she was able to do and how far she was able to go and what she was almost able to accomplish here. She came very close, I think, to pulling it off. At the to final me, 10. Shannon, yeah. I wonder, um, do you feel any, and I know that she, it's not the first time that she has been compared to this person, but do you see any similarities between her and Kim Spradlin yeah, in, winner, in, the name. in Winners at yeah. War? Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Where yes, Kim yes. got close, and got the, I think Kim got to eighth, and Kim was just like it was not going well from the beginning. From the beginning, from the beginning. remember that scene with her walking up to them, and it's like, oh my god, Kim Spradlin's been like, like space jam, yeah. where like they've taken her ability to make the magic happen because it's just such a difficult scenario for her. And then she kind of like she struggled, she clawed, and then she kind of like got something going. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, okay. I got Sophie. I got something like, and it was, it was happening for her. And then ultimately, uh, you know, it was then that they were going to, they were going to take her out. Yeah, I think a really good comparison to Kim in general, like, I mean, it, I think it's always been true of them as winners because they were such dominant, amazing winners and they're kind of in a similar archetype and they're such well-rounders. So you always already immediately compare Haley to Kim and also as like, you know, two of the best winners of all time. So the comparison writes itself. But I do think when you think about their second season, they have the same thing holding them back, which is 
they come back as one of the best winners. And something they really utilize, certainly at least early, early on for Haley, is going undetected through that first season. Haley had so much runway. No one expected she was in the middle. She's very social. She flips a whole try pre-swap. And then even going to the swap, she was making moves. It catches up a bit because of the twist. And then even after that, now she's gone to Redemption Rock. She she blends in again. And, and it was going undetected because at that point, she's not Haley Leak, one of the best survivor winners ever. She's just Haley Leak. And she used it. And so did Kim. I remember with Kim, it was always, this person's a threat. This person's a threat. It was like, no, Kim is the biggest threat, a bigger threat than everyone else combined by far. Mm-hmm. But then she comes back and wins at war and she's Kim Spradlin. You know, Kim Spradlin with the exclamation point. And I think adding that exclamation point to their names for the second game put them in a similarly constricted environment where they were even in, you know, a really huge field, obviously for winners at war, still these, you know, a massive name, massive name for Haley coming in with George and Shawnee. And she, she doesn't have that. Whereas someone like George from the first episode he was ever in, the target was on his back, you know, self-made maybe, but that's just also who George is going to be. He'll never fly under the radar. So he always has to lean in. Um, so, you know, if you're going to, it's two people are coming in with that threat level, like Haley and George do it, it suits different types of games better. Someone like George. Yeah. And really a George win would be so remarkable if he was able to do it because, uh, both of the like two time winners of survivor, like did not take George's approach to, you know, Sandra was sort of like understated as a winner the first time and then was not really, you know, uh, thought of as like one of the big threats, certainly in a season like heroes versus villains. Uh, to, you know, the mistake of of everybody. I mean, then she comes into Survivor Game Changers and she's almost like uh, George here in the way that she plays in Survivor Game Changers. And even Tony, you know, where Tony was uh, so bombastic in his first season that really, is, and, and he, and then I think he might have come into Game Changers uh, trying to have a similar approach to I'm going to play, uh, you know, he gets to the beach on day one and is going to like, hey, I'm running out to go get an idol. Uh, and he's like screaming and and like trying to be, you know, an even larger version of Tony 1.0. He realizes in the second time that he wins that he needs to, okay, I need to try to, like he's able to actually do like kind of what Haley did, was, was trying to do in this season where, okay, I'm going to make my target small. I'm going to hide a little bit and sort of be just sort of like a little bit more under the radar. He's not trying to be full Tony from day one. And then he sort of like emerges from the shadows, like uh, sort of like two thirds of the way through. Nobody has ever like been as like a big of a personality as George and like come back and potentially like, I'm going to ratchet it up and then go on to win. Yeah. I mean, I guess like you would think like, who's the only finalist to have, you know, lost and then won after I, I guess it only Boston Rob. Um, but then you you couldn't compare, you know, Boston Rob's return to George here, mm-hmm. um, even though, you know, you because you, it, it's hard to, obviously, to lose a jury vote. Like, you you earn a lot and you come back wanting to really correct those wrongs. Um, yeah, the Rob win is so, like losing a challenge. so I mean, weird. that's different. Yeah, that's yeah. really different. Yeah. Because he, I mean, because he is. It's like so, herding cattle, which George, which George is to a degree mm-hmm. as well. I mean, to yeah. come back with all stars, like who's yeah, seen, very, who's very seen very him play where, you know, I don't like, you know, Rob was sort of like really just heralded as like, hey, this is your instructor. This is your, you know, your guide through this game. Like, listen to what he has to say. Have, have people not been thinking that of George? Is that not how mad Jerry and Liz are looking at George I, right I, now? I, I guess so. But, but they had more options. They had more teams teachers than just Rob and Russell. Here's your pick. Okay, well, I picked Rob and um, that's how Rob makes it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had more options. You know, 
I'm trying to think if there's any, and I'm sure I will hear about it. If there's somebody that I'm Get not it. thinking of, <laughs> yeah, that's the hashtag for this podcast. <laughs> uh, and, but it's just like for him to have come in and then just like to be an even bigger version of George and potentially to win, that would be so remarkable. I love it. I kind of feel like it's that meme where they're like the pitching meme. It's like, it's like George. But more. It's Morge. He's been Morge. He's been mm-hmm. more George, which is impossible. Did you see his first season? There was so much going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of feel, I guess it has. Has it been more? I don't know. When we rewatch Brains versus Braun, that'll be a good thing. It's like, where was George the most? Like, where was, when was he the, the most George? Cause yeah, because both were a lot. But he definitely, he, I don't think he's toned it down. So, I, yeah. It, I, I would have to imagine he seems even more. Uh, it's brains versus brawn was also a lot i'm sure <laughs> I'm, I, I can't wait i'm really looking forward yeah. to it yeah really i think that, i really do think that if we go back and, and and i don't know if the right timing what it would be if we should wait for u.s survivor to <laughs> we're, gonna, oh, we're gonna do it at the same time uh, <laughs> i don't know if we should no, wait we, we for wait. We, yeah. u.s survivor to wrap up uh when when does uh survivor south africa start do we know we don't have a date for Survivor. Well, Africa. if you had to guess, Survivor UK is What's the other thing. Oh, I thought Survivor time. UK is still casting. Yeah, Survivor. Yeah, I'm actually also really surprised. I, I kind of just assumed it would be in the middle of the year. I guess because that would work for my schedule. But then I'm like, wait, Survivor UK is not doing it based on my schedule. So mm-hmm. yeah, we kind of would have that kind of middle of the year spot we could do it. I'm loving this on air production meeting that that we're having. Rob, I've got this breaking is a conversation with the well. fans, uh, you know, yeah. like they're in on this. Well, get him. No, no, no. I don't. There's too many mentions. We can't, there's too many cooks in the production kitchen when we open it up to every listener. Well, we, I'd like to know what they think. No, you'll get what you'll get and you'll like it. Mm-hmm. What is, yeah. what is, what does JLP say? <laughs> he says something you get like what that. You, get, you don't get upset? <laughs> yes. That's, that's a parent thing. Says. That's a parent thing. But Shannon, do, do you have a ballpark of when, like when does uh, Survivor South Africa typically start or it's bounced around? Uh, no, yeah, I mean it. It usually it will. It's usually mid year, but it's I don't. It's not going to be this year. Like okay. they haven't filmed anything, or yeah. So we'll have that time. But okay. So speaking of JLP, Rob. So on the on the recap, my breaking news was that JLP's Twitter was hacked, which it definitely was. But now it's come back, which is awesome. But it does make like that moment in time. It'll seem a little crazy because I'm sure a lot of people didn't get to that point of the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Before um, you know, he his Twitter came back. We're very happy for him. But then. I was looking with Sam Moore. Do we have Sam any Moore. suspects? Was it Simon? Was it Simon? Was this his latest? Like I don't care. Was this his latest thing of like uh, that? Oh, they that uh, it's time to pull out all the stops. I'm gonna hack JLP's Twitter account. JLP's like I don't really care about my Twitter. I'm much more on Instagram. It's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> I don't care about that hat. I don't care about that Instagram or that rise or anything that Simon could possibly do. Um, no, I mean I'm trying to think who would be. Is it Jeff? You think you're the best? I think you're the best Survivor host. Well, your Twitter's been hacked now. Yeah, I don't think Jeff is hacking uh, JLP's <laughs> Twitter account. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just trying to throw out options. But anyway, so we were looking at who he follows. And such a fun fact, he follows 49 people and one of them is you. Do you know how lucky you are? Do you understand who he's following right now? It's barely anyone. Hey, look, if it's nice that there's one international Survivor host uh, that is interested in following me. What's the... Is it, are you, is the shade on Jeff or on Nico? Oh, well, I, I don't think that Nico even knows who I am. Like, uh, I'm sure he does. He's actually been on there's the one. There's one survivor host on this earth. So is that, would that be better if I said it that way? Yeah. So when you said international, you're throwing shade at Jeff because it's the Australian survivor podcast. This <laughs> is what you do. That. I'm not throwing shade. At him. I'm saying that I don't think that he <laughs> wants to see what I have to say. 
You know what I love so much? What? That you do what? Countless hours of US Survivor coverage. And then you come onto the Australian Survivor podcast. You're like, here's what I think about US Survivor. Um, I mean, I... Well... My thoughts come out. I try to, you know, on the U.S. Survivor coverage, I, like I again, I don't want to be negative, uh, but I do also want to be like uh, critical. I, but here, like yeah. this is like a little bit more of like uh, the contrast where I can talk a little bit more of like, oh, OK, I really like what they're doing here. And uh, by contrast, be like, positive, uh, flip it. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I'm I'm here being very positive about Australian Survivor. And sometimes I think that that comes at the expense of American Survivor. Yeah. I mean, did you like the twist? I don't feel like I got your. I your didn't thought. mind it. Like, I understand. Didn't like, mind uh, it I, is the peak we can get for non-alims, by the way. Didn't yeah. mind it is like the best case scenario. Did it because break no one wants it. No one's did like, it, yes. Did it ruin so the game? Happy. Because I, I really, I, I am mindful of, okay, well, sort of like, okay, part of like the thing that's baked into Australian Survivor is that, you know, that to keep the show on the air for whatever reason, they need more episodes to make it worthwhile. Because we don't have as much money from ads. Because they don't have as much money. really long seasons. Very different TV and culture. And so what are the artful ways that you can do this that don't break the game? This to me seemed like, okay, this is interesting. It didn't break the game. If George directly loses because of this, I'll be furious. Uh, but other than that, I think it's, I think it's fine. You can tweet directly at JLP if George loses because of this and you're mad and he could, mm-hmm. he, you could DM him. I don't know if his DMs are open. He follows, <laughs> he follows you and a lot of the Survivor season one, 2016 contestants mm-hmm. and Shawnee and not a lot of other people. So yeah. yeah. So you can just let's see, let's see you what happens. Let's see what happens. But ultimately, yeah. like, I mean, I'm not watching Australian Survivor. Like, will you get to the end already? And I know that there are some seasons that are like that, but I'm not so watching many. it feeling like, oh, my God, this is a slog. Another imagine, episode. So imagine if they voted out four people and then three of them came back. I'm still in challenge. Yeah, imagine I'm still that. enjoying the ride, <laughs> Shannon. So this yeah, is you're very positive. I love it. Yeah, this I, look, I will be sad when it's over. I feel like, yeah, I mean, if I were to rank the twists in this season. That I it's, love the show. Is that the biggest twist of all? No, no, I love that. Yeah. But I'm saying like they're non-alims. If I were to rank the non-alims, this is my least favorite of the three. But if I were to rank non-alims, you know, over time, yes. it wouldn't be the worst, which is, again, pretty much what I'm aiming for. I don't, I don't, I don't like that it had to be after the vote. I don't like that it was so late. But it would just be perfect if no final threes. Always a final two. Mm-hmm. No medivacs, no dangerous challenges that cause medivacs. Yes. Those two things. And then we can have, we'd have just two non-alims. We could get them through in the pre-merge. There'd be a distant memory. That's the hope. But I mean, we did have an injury and mm-hmm. yeah, so it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. it's fine. Yeah. It's all right. All right. It's good. So what's the schedule now that we have next week? We'll have two more two. episodes. Yeah. And then the week after two more episodes, including the finale. Yes. And there's a reunion? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Oh, I, I'm just asking. I'm like... Uh, they've been doing that for ages. They, they've they been announcing on the island, you know, I'm trying to think. They, I mean, definitely since COVID. But there was reunions and then they in did, the past, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like a reunion that was like, right, like for All Stars when like, I was actually meant to go to it and then they like, they were like, there's no 
audience. It was like when COVID was at that really awkward, kind of exactly three years ago, which everyone remembers was like, are we going to do this? What are we doing? I remember like people were coming to Sydney. I'm like, should I see you? What, what do we like? It was, it was a confusing time. Mm-hmm. And then they have had reunions. They've done it. They do a lot on the Island. They, um, you know, they film everyone winning. Okay. So that's going to be film, on the Island. They okay. feel like, as in they film every, every person win so that it doesn't get out. Okay. Yeah, right. so everyone gets the winner moment. <laughs> and then we see just the one that actually panned out. So. All right. Yeah. Um, and they, oh, okay. So they, that's very interesting. Okay, so they they count the, what do they do? That they, they basically, JLP like counts the votes. I don't votes actually understand then, how it works with the votes coming out. Like, do they read the, I don't understand. I've never actually understood what happens. Like, because I know what, so I know that every person, say it's the final two, like say it's Haley and George, like Haley, Haley, you want, ah, my God. Yes. And then like, George, you want, yes. But I don't actually know what happens with the reading of the votes. Do they like the producers are writing dummy votes in different handwriting. I'm like confused about that part. Yeah. But that's very, I know they both react to them. Okay. Yeah. That's what happens in Australian reality TV. Apparently. Okay. All right. Well, no matter what happens, we'll here. can we get the we'll ending where George wins? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I didn't vote like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, this is the ending we're showing to the world. Like, <laughs> the whole time I've been fighting, production are not saving George. And then they like literally rigged the ending, but they're like, this is the vote. <laughs> they get to show. pick whatever ending they like. The jurors yeah. are like sworn to secrecy forever. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, Shannon, I am greatly enjoying this ride. I uh, can't wait to catch up again next week. I know. What a fun time. Yeah. What well, do you have coming up uh, in terms of all your podcasting now? So many, so many things. Talking tribal exits, exit with Haley this week. Obviously, the recap with Owen. Jesse's my guest next week. Your recent house guest. Mm-hmm. So we're both hanging out with him. Yep. Um, global. So I have global covering Survivor Forty Four. Also trying to be positive. <laughs> and I'm like, it's it's hard. It's up yeah. against a great season. It's it's really really difficult. Yes, uh, but I always appreciate hearing your perspective. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, your uh, U.S. Survivor podcast as well this season. And of course, uh, you know, hearing you you, listen to me a lot. Yes. And hearing you (laughs) incredulous about the U.S. Survivor twists also uh, hasn't gotten old for me. So I really appreciate it. A lot of energy to expend on all of these different things. Like I feel like, you know, it's trying to kill me. I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about the Jeff Probst podcast. I don't know if that was you yeah. know, relevant to I feel like we, that we can uh, have that discussion um, another time. I, I just think that it would be interesting. I'd like, I, I would love for you to hear a little bit more about like uh, the, on the Jeff Pro's podcast, there's a lot of talk about why certain advantages yeah. are the way that the, why are you the way you are? Um, but they, <laughs> that it sounds like that Jeff, like really like reverse engineers, like a yeah. lot of specific like scenes and outcomes they want. And so, uh, if you ever have the chance to like, listen to what he's, uh, talking about on the Jeff Probst, uh, official survivor podcast, I would love to get your feedback on that at some point. That's yeah. That's interesting. I feel like as creators, people do that from a broad sense often. I mean, that's definitely not how I feel the vibe is on Survivor South Africa, where we're just like really, I think trying to think of like really pure game design. But even as we've said, like Australian Survivor once, you know, a final three, as was true with Jeff once upon a time. And he was reverse engineering too, trying to get like Terry Deeds to win. That's what Fire was as well. So I guess we've always known that to be true and complained about it. But the fact that Jeff is saying that, I guess for like smaller, more specific advantages, 
yeah, I guess it's like a follow through of what we kind of already knew, but it is, yeah, it is interesting. I don't know. Is the Jeff Probst podcast available on in Australia? Cause I don't know that it is. Um, I think I, I found a YouTube link to the first one, but yeah, I think yeah. that there's probably like uh pod catchers that you can, or like a uh, websites where you could play the podcast from. I'm sure that we can like uh, hook you up with something to uh, be able I to hear. I can find it if I really want. I, I, I can, but like, I, I also heard that he said in the first one that he like doesn't watch any survivor type shows. He does probably in, include international survive and i was like Oh, <laughs> right. I think he specifically said he's like, uh, we don't watch any like other versions of Survivor because then because then if we do the yeah. same thing that we don't want to have. No, like, oh, like well, like, what's the point? But like everyone else knows, like, what's so like that, that? Don't tell me, please. Like, don't, it's like, like, we couldn't have that. copied it because we said we don't watch any other things. Yeah, which that's what I find so interesting as well, because working with Lou Buta, the executive creative director and executive producer of Survivor South Africa, I feel like it's an opposite approach. LaRue watches everything. He reads yes. every DM and don't, don't slide into the DMs, but he hears from everyone. He takes something like the outpost from Survivor New Zealand, which was great. And it's like, we could use that. He's yeah. always looking at what works and it doesn't work to make it better, to utilize it and to see how it works out. And Jeff is like, tunnel visioned on what I guess he but like wants to you do. wouldn't do that if you were in any other like sort of like creative process and Jeff talks a lot about like because he has so many like if like his friends and everybody he talks to are like you know the Mike White types of like screenwriters and, and people that are making TV and movies and other creators like nobody that is like a like a writer would say like yeah I don't watch any other movies because I don't want to do this if I ever like write the same thing that happened in this movie I don't want to, uh, people to ever be able to say that I copied this other movie, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't talk about that in any other way. So it's kind of like a yeah. weird way to look at it. But even like for, for you as a podcaster, like I was just saying to you how much I was enjoying like yeah. the, the feedback shows a bit later, you're listening to all the wrap ups, you're taking things from it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's, you're creating more interesting conversation around kind of other viewpoints. It's not like, Oh, Rob, yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, Shannon was also, don't tell me. I don't mm -hmm. want to know that she was saying, even if all my yeah. listeners have heard both of us talk about it, if I didn't, it's pure and good. Like, it's just a weird thing because you know other people might be yes. watching both. Like, uh, like yeah. does Sia not listen to any other music because she doesn't want to hear any other uh, songs? Um, but you no, know, Shannon, that it's a, a good point. And I had like at, at some points like had like resisted, like, you know, I did all of my Survivor uh, podcasts and then I was like a little bit like, okay, well, like I, I kind of, you know, I don't want to uh, like, uh, get too burnt out on Survivor. And so like, uh, you know, sometimes I'm like, uh, but I, I've been really enjoyed getting everybody else's perspective and then being able to come back one more time during the week and be able to address some of the other interesting thoughts that I've heard. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you're a creator, it's it's good to hear like other viewpoints and mm -hmm. like, you know, it's it, yeah, I, I feel like anyway. Okay. And, that, and that's how we end the, you know, being mean to US. That's why Jeff is never going to follow you on Twitter. Oh, you think he's listening to this podcast? This is the only one. Which one of the podcasts should I check out? Is the one with the most negative? It's like, mm -hmm. well, he's never getting my Twitter follower. Now I'm hacking JLP. Yeah. Damn you, JLP. You think you're better than me? You're getting yeah. hacked. And look, as um, Lisa Holmes was saying with you the other day, like, we all love Survivor. We love, Sur we love. If I didn't, I would hate this life. We, lo we love Survivor and we want it to do. be as good as good as it can be just because like we like don't like something that was on Survivor doesn't mean that we don't like Survivor. Yeah, I mean, I do feel bad because I like if people come at me and they're like, I like you, but I'm like, mm. mm hmm. <laughs> I want to hear it. It's like I've always understood it from Jeff's point of view, but I mean, mm -hmm. like, how many hours of Survivor podcasting are we doing? We got to talk about it. We got to talk about the decisions being made by everyone. So. Mm hmm.
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You came in hot today and people are going to, you know, tweet at you okay. meanly, hopefully. What? No, okay. no, all I'm right. sorry. Shannon, Sometimes I right. forget that you employ me and then I, it gets mixed well, this up. Is, I thought, well, I you, sometimes I think you forget that we're friends and uh, <laughs> you shouldn't <laughs> be wishing ill on people that you're friends with also. Yeah, no, it's more of a means to an end for me, but like, mm-hmm. no, 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 I'm so yeah, mean. Why am I so mean so, to everyone? Why like, am I you're, be you're reverse with engineering the outcome where people are dragging me on Twitter. It's like, well, well, how do I, how do I make that happen? Okay. So what if yeah. I say this and what if I get this? And then Brian, you did right, a lot and, of that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're having fun. All right. Shannon, thank you so much. Everybody check out uh, Shannon's coverage with Owen. If you have not, you have an extra day or so to be able to do that before we get back to more Australian Survivor coming up uh, this weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.